This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Finals Fever Sale and find 20% off the Musashi Sports Nutrition Range and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. CNZ, four minutes past six o'clock on 23rd of June, Matariki public holiday eve. Uh, looking forward to a Friday off if you're into that sort of thing, but as I'm always reminded, not everybody gets time off around the country and there's dairy farmers that the cows need to be milked and racehorses where the horses need to be trained. So thinking of you over this long weekend, if you are still at Mahi, great to have your input on the show today on double eight double three oh eight hundred. 150811. We are going to go back to a bit of a Matariki theme today, Kimpi, because we got to have a pretty cool conversation after the show yesterday. Oh, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, one, of the, one of the conversations you only sort of dream about um, for me, talking to Rangi Matamua, and just the way and how, how casual, casually um, he spoke about such a, I guess, such a big, big occasion for, for Māori in New Zealand with, with our first holiday happening around Matariki tomorrow and, um, and, and, and just the way he could storytell. So I'm yeah, looking forward to that interview um, and sharing that with everyone on the breakfast show this morning.
yeah, it was really cool. And uh, as I said to Rangi, as a Pakeha New Zealander, just like trying to find a little bit of connectivity with this public holiday and trying to research it and understand it a bit more this week. And I know, look, some of you turn your ears up at this sort of stuff. You can't be bothered. You don't want to know about it. But I just encourage you to give it a chance and hear the way Rangi speaks about it because uh, it's pretty cool. And it makes me feel pretty proud to be a New Zealander, to be honest. And and, and that's, um, yeah, give me the warm fuzzies. Yeah, mate. I, look, I, I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning. I can't sleep. My mum's coming up from Taranaki, which is a bit of a trip for, for, for her. She she doesn't like flying, so she <laughs> jumps on the intercity. Um, she's a little bit, you know, getting on in years and carries a few injuries because she played first grade netball up until she was 55. But going through the internet and working out things, are a pretty busy day today. Um and Rewi uh, Spragon, do you know Rewi Spragon? You ever heard of heard of that fella? No. Oh, that's Rewi's the Hangi, Hangi master. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's my. I caught up with him last Friday night. Um, we knew each other. Our, our kids used to go out to Red Beach and do uh, surf lifesaving together. Anyway, I caught up with him. He's in he's having a, a beer up the local pub, and he reckons he's got. So much work on over the next couple of days, so I flicked him a, I flicked him an email because earlier on in this week I thought if we're working on Friday, which we're not, um, let's feed everyone, let's get everyone a hangi, you know what I mean? So uh, just because we're not working, I still didn't mean I didn't send him a text. So hopefully he's going to come back to me this morning and say, right, this is where you need to come, mate. We'll, we'll flick you a few hangies. So I might be able to drop you off a hangi tomorrow morning, Louis. If uh, if any luck of there is listening, just to give us a call and let us know where we can come and get them, brother. I wonder, um, gee, that'd be an interesting conversation. Like, how big is the patch of land he needs to actually feed the amount of people over Matariki? Because I'm sure he's running stonking business this weekend, and I'm sure the actual resource that it takes would be pretty extreme, wouldn't it? Well, he, we should actually get him on and talk about it because the the business that he has is also about feeding the homeless yeah, right. and, and feeding the less fortunate. Um, and he ran some numbers by me last week of how he does it because he's got a system that is reasonable mate you know like um, I've seen the pits that he use, uses especially in the centri- in the CBD area um, and the way he puts it together and I've been at a number of functions where he just rolls in like big ovens with the hangi all done already prepared and you just basically pull it out and open it up and away you go so uh, yeah it, we'll, I'll, I'll have a chat to him he'll come back to me today we'll, it'll be quite an interesting conversation to have um, and especially around this time too you know like he will be busy. Yeah. You know, if tomorrow, starting first thing, well, it's already think started. About, think about the amount of um, glazed hams the supermarkets do at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I just had a look through, you know, as you, as you do when you when you can't sleep, um, what was happening on in, in Tamaki this weekend. It's busy. Queen Street shut down. Yeah. Uh, Brito Mart's got a, a heap of, you know, if you make it down to Brito Mart, the council's got you know a heap of um, trucks down there selling Maori um, kai and and all through the weekend there's stuff at you know art galleries and museums and festival um, um, things happening. So, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to wander down from St Mary's uh, Bay probably on Saturday morning and and grab something to eat and a coffee. Um, hopefully tomorrow morning when I drop my mum back off, she's heading up north to to visit her whanau. Uh, I can then shoot off to see you there with my mate and hopefully pick up a couple of hangies for me and you, Louis. Nice stuff, Kimpi. Um, other than that today, and we'll talk more about Matariki throughout the morning, we're going to talk plenty of rugby league. We've got Andrew Carston, a great South Island-based trainer. They're racing at Oamaru today. 
Um, which is, I reckon they must only race at Oamaru maybe three times a year off the top of my head. You never really see the field stack up there. So he's got a couple going to Oamaru, which for um, anybody that doesn't know where that is, Joe, do you want to give us the geography lesson on that or do you want me to handle that one, buddy? Okay, I'll handle that one. Uh, that is in between <laughs> Timaru and Ashburton there, North Otago. So real rural South Island, and uh, we'll catch up with Andrew Carson. He's also got runners on Rickerton on Saturday. And then Joel Kane, because it's State of Origin this weekend, Joel and Fletch run the cutter at uh, SEN Drive, 1170 over in Sydney. They do such a good job, such a ripping bloke, Joel. was lucky enough to get to know him a little bit when I was over in Australia and just a, a funny and good, warm chap. So looking forward to talking to him. And he, I will be, I'm certain, he will be pretty impressed with the Kiwis team that we've put out, Kempi, because I like you look at it and it just pops off the paper, the star power. Speaking of Matariki, what about the star power of that Kiwi side, bro? Well, I can't wait. You know, SENZ's calling it this weekend. Myself, Dale Husband and Ricardo Ball um, out at Mount Smart. We're calling the main game from 5 o'clock, 5.20, I think. Uh, 5.20 it kicks off. So, um, look, I saw the team come out. I, I had had a good think about it. And they're big and strong, the Tongans. If you have a look at their side, they've moved Katoni Staggs to 5.8 to from the centre position. Got, got young halves. But, man, they've got a big, you know, Will Panisi out of Parramatta. Uh, Moses Sully out of Manly, um, um, Tui Pulutu, you know, just you, you talk about these players, Suone Katoa, uh, Katoa, big, fast players. And then you look over at the at probably the one area that I thought that the Kiwis have gone more defensive than, a, than offense and put Marata um, Nukuri in the centres, who normally plays back row for Parramatta, alongside um, Muli Talo, who's probably been the best winger in the competition for Granada. So um, you're dead right, Louis. I look at that Kiwi team. I seriously think that this is potentially the best spine. And for a number of years, and, and the reason being uh, Dylan and Jerome Hughes are young halves, you know, so they could be around for a number of years. Um they they've got a young kid in there, uh, uh, Clark that's playing uh, in the twenty two, but didn't make the side. So you've got young hookers coming through too. With but with Brandon Smith there, mate, like man, Brandon Smith, Jerome Hughes out of Melbourne, <laughs> into Dylan uh, Brown out of Parramatta, and all in top four. And then I don't know if you saw the game where they threw. Old big Joey Manu back to fullback for Sydney City. He ran for three hundred meters that night. You know what I mean? So I actually think Joey Manu may have found, I guess, the rest of his career in it at fullback. And it wouldn't surprise me the next time he signs that he does what Latrell Mitchell done and says I'm fullback. So if you're going to sign me for a club, because, mate, he gets he get a million dollars. Easy. So, yep, all all across the board, um, I think the Kiwis I think the Kiwis win it. I think they win it comfortably. Yeah, no, I completely agree, Kempi. It's very, very exciting to see all of those players stack together. You're right, Dylan Brown, Brandon Smith, Jerome Hughes, Joey Manu. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you say that stuff out loud and you just think about them in isolation and what they're doing for their clubs in the NRL and you go, wow, they're all New Zealanders. One thing I did notice, though, is there's not a hell of a lot of, and we knew this when the squad came out, not a lot of uh, Warriors in the squad, just the one, and the, um, Dallin Watine-Zelesniak, he won't play. So, gee, I can't imagine too many Kiwis years where that's happened since the Warriors joined the NRL. Well, I don't think it's ever happened since 95, since the Warriors have come in. The Warriors have normally, 
um, being a big part of the Kiwi setup. Like I just don't mean mean the the players, but the coaching staff as well. So normally your medical staff are a part of it, um, your assistant coaches are a part of it. But right throughout this this game on the weekend, there's only one warrior playing. That's Adam Fanua Blake, who, who's playing for Tonga. Um, you've got a couple of players playing for Samoa and other teams overseas, but there's none in the Kiwi team. And like you said, um, Dallin is in the 22, but not in the starting lineup, lineup uh, or e- even uh, in the reserve. So really, really, I guess um, for me, polarising at this this stage of the Warriors' makeup, like they're, they're gr- where is the growth into a national aspirational jersey? Because it actually says a lot about the country. So the country, we should be, I guess, building kids up through pathways to come to the Warriors to eventually plant in, in the New Zealand jersey. It's always happened that way. But currently, there's no Warriors in the Kiwi, in the, in the Kiwi team in the Kiwi starting lineup. And I think that if you look deeper at that, that's probably be a little bit of a problem through that development pathway. You have to suggest so, especially considering D- uh, Dallin Wittini Zelezniak was actually the captain of the side the last time they played, which is pretty surprising if you think to see him completely dumped out. I mean, look, the form of other players is obviously a part to play of that, Kempi, but um, I completely know what you're saying. And they're coming home next week. I know you want to talk about uh, them coming home. What does that actually mean? Who they are and that sort of thing at the moment? Um, Because I know that the Warriors not to the, any fault of their own, the f- shape and the face of what the Warriors are and have been has changed considerably. Okay, I'd like to change tack a little bit. You know, we've been kind of dancing around it the last couple of days around the Rugby Australian chairman, Hamish McLennan, and, and some of his language and some of his aspirations for Rugby Australia. Will Super Rugby Pacific last the distance? I would like to think so. But if Rugby Australia have it their way, they would like to look internally. They don't think they're getting a big enough of the revenue pie. And he actually spoke, and this is a great get, Matty White, who I know you've spoken to a number of times talking league with it, 1170 SEN across the ditch in Sydney. He got a great interview with Hamish McClendon, the chairman of Rugby Australia, and he kind of broke down why he's saying this stuff. And, gee whiz, he's still firing shots. So here's some audio. You know, it needs to just be noted. We we initially wanted a longer term arrangement with uh, New Zealand with Super Rugby. They only wanted two years, and as the wheel turns, we've sort of looked at our position and decided now's the time to reassess because we are looking at doing potentially a private equity deal. And um, in Australia, if you look at the AFL and the NRL, they uh, they they operate as domestic competitions, and so. If we were to replicate what they do, we have more. We will have more players playing in an Aussie competition, which ultimately will probably rate better. So that's the logic, and that's the theory. On New Zealand's reaction to what he has had to say, gee, he, he didn't miss here. You know, I've, I've sort of copped a lot of uh, uh, you know a lot of heat over this, but really, at the end of the day, it's water off a duck's back. It doesn't worry me. Um, New Zealand's done what's right for them for years and years and years, and don't forget these were the guys said to us just two years ago we're going to create a competition and you can have just two teams which would have destroyed our game um, and I really don't like the fact that we're pushing back I think it's quite hilarious in, in, in many cases It almost feels like a bit of a revenge tour for Hamish McLennan, there's a bit of soul and just to close us off here Kempe this is what he actually sees that competition being. So we've got five professional clubs at the moment, you know you need another three to five 
on top of that to sort of successfully launch it. So, you know, it's not that big an ask, really. <laughs> he's, had a, he's had a decent crack, isn't he? Like, what, you know, what it looks like is he's called New Zealand's bluff. That's, that's basically what he's doing. He's saying, well, if you don't want to come to the party, we're just going to walk away. And, and yes, we've got to get three to five teams to make a professional competition, um, but we believe that we can do that. Uh, the, the, the numbers in Australia, you could probably do it, but, the, but everybody knows that in Australia, private schools is where rugby's played, and, and rugby league through Brisbane and New South Wales especially, and AFL through Melbourne are the main cho- uh, sport of choice for every kid. So if he thinks people are just going to go whip into professional clubs and, and create pathways overnight... The guy's got rocks in his head. I don't know where he's getting these players for the teams that can play at their that, quality. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's no path, There's no pathways other than going through a private... Look, I, I used to stay with a guy in Australia. His name was Michael Hill. His sons went to a, a prestigious um, private school down in Sydney, and they played... Oh, I'm going to say something like Church College or um, the, the same one that Haran, uh, Haran went to, the second 5-8 for Australia at the time. And... Um, it's basically just first fifteen rugby, you know what I mean? Through a few private schools in Sydney, and you know when you go to rug- when you go to rugby league competitions in Sydney, mate, it's everywhere. It's not rugby, you know. So, like you like you've just said, players, where are they going to come from? It feels. I think we take what that we and we all know what we, what this is is we got to take it with a grain of salt. A lot of this will be posturing because, as you said, Kimpy at the start there. Uh, he's calling New Zealand's bluff a little bit. He probably wants them to recommit, I think, and really actually show the, their partners that they are partners. And personally, I think New Zealand rugby needs Australian rugby, and I think Rugby Australia needs New Zealand rugby. I don't think we could survive. I don't think either ego of each side of the ditch is big enough that they would actually do this. But the language is pretty rough, and he does put Rugby Australia, the actual game itself, in a really interesting position because then all of a sudden we look at the, we look at the quality of it, we look at the spotlight, and we start to say some pretty demeaning things like, there's no way that competition would be watchable. No, no well, you, you're not going to have the competition. That's first and foremost. I think also what he's, what he's not really um, talking about is what happened to the Trans-Tasman netball competition. Like, mm. the same thing happened. They walked away from the, the, the competition. Yeah, they did. And now they're really struggling financially with, with, the, same, with the same idea that we're going to go and create our own competition um, and, let, and, and just leave the New Zealanders on their own. Mate, the, the New Zealand competition, um, I've been hearing all the comments. They, they, were, you know, they were a point away from beating the Blues and making a final. Now, apart from that, every other team that's in the finals is a Kiwi team. Like if you take the cream away, mate, all you got is is like milk that's going to go off really, really quickly. Can't wait. Question of the day. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. It's the Kinard Tire phone line, and I need your help here. Kimpy and me need your help. Are we missing something? Does Hamish McLennan have a strong plan and a strong business case here to say that Rugby Australia could succeed doing this and this actually makes sense? Is there merit in what he's saying? I understand that he thinks that it will create more ratings because he'll have more teams, but realistically, is that what's best for the game in Australia and is it going to work? Could you see this being a happening thing? 0800 150 811. And one more Put yourself in New Zealand rugby's shoes right now. If you were Robbo down the corridor from us, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? 
0800 We'll talk to more about this after we shoot off. Here we are at Four Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day, 21 minutes past six. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.